Welcome to the Dreadcast. I'm Donovan Dread. In this episode, we're going to hear stories from six different people describing their very odd and strange encounters with the supernatural. But before we get into the stories, check out dreadsarmy.com for daily news of the strange and weird. Now here's the stories. Hi, Donovan. This happened just last year when I was working on a trail maintenance project. I'm a forestry technician. So part of the job is planning and maintaining trails. We had just started this project and I was doing some on-site work at the time. Now let me say that I've spent a lot of time outdoors and I've been a hunter all my life. I've heard of people seeing things in the woods, but I've never experienced anything like that myself. I'm not talking about wildlife, I'm talking about supernatural stuff, like creatures. That was until this happened. You could say that I'm a bit of a skeptic, because unless I can see it or touch it, I'm not going to believe it exists. I'm referring to things that shouldn't exist, like Bigfoot. I've always thought that was just folklore because I've spent a considerable amount of time in the forests of the Pacific Northwest, and I have never, ever come across anything like that or any trace of something like that existing. Now, this isn't about Bigfoot, but I say Bigfoot or Sasquatch because that is the only creature that I know of that almost everyone has heard of. I'm not sure what the consensus is out there, but I was never a believer before I saw what I'm about to share with you. It was a Tuesday morning and I was headed on site to place some trail markers for a new section of trail we had been planning. I had a co-worker come with me. We stopped at a gas station and got some gas and coffee and headed on our way, which was about 25 minutes into the forest. I still work there, so I'm going to be vague about some of the location details. My co-worker, who I'll refer to as Scott, has been in forestry service for six years now, and I've been doing this for a little over 12 years. We got to the site and started placing markers on the trees. We had a few hours of work ahead of us, so we decided to take a break and have some more coffee. Now, I drink at least five cups of coffee a day, and Scott has the same problem as I do. He always brings a big thermos with him if he goes on site. It was about 10.30 a.m. when we stopped for our quick break. The weather was perfect, sunny with a slight breeze. I remember it being in the mid-60s that day. We were sitting there sipping our coffee and talking about random stuff, when all of a sudden, Scott stops talking mid-sentence and looks up at something behind me. I asked him what he saw, but he didn't answer me right away, because he was still looking in the same direction. I finally turned around and looked up. When I turn around, I see this massive, and I mean massive bird with its wings spread open, come in and land on top of a big fir tree. From wingtip to wingtip, this thing had to be at least 15 feet wide. It was about 50 yards from us and at least 150 to 200 feet in the air. It was a sizable bird looking at it from the ground. I didn't take my eyes off this thing, and I tell Scott, that's a big bird, Scotty. He replies, hell yeah it is. We are both just staring at this giant bird sitting there looking at us with these very crazy piercing eyes over its long wide beak. It's not like any other bird I've ever seen before. It looks like a cross between a bat 
in a shoebill stork. You know those crazy-looking storks with the evil stare and really long beaks? That's what it reminded me of. Its wings were like bats, though, with these claws on them. It was tilting its head at us like it was trying to figure out what it should do or why we were there. It opened its long beak and let out this cry that sounded like a cross between a child screaming and a mountain lion. Then it turns around, facing away from us, spreads out its wings, jumps off this branch and starts flying towards the mountains deeper into the forest. Scott and I look at each other in disbelief. This shouldn't have happened, but it did, and we really didn't know what to make of it. It didn't harm us or anything, but let's just say I wouldn't want to piss it off. It was the heaviest and largest bird that I've ever seen, if you can even call it a bird. Scott and I had another few hours of work there before finishing up the day, and we kept looking for that bird, but we never heard it or saw it again that day. We just recently finished up that project, and no other sightings of that bird were ever seen. Maybe it was just passing through. That's how I found your channel, because I was researching these things, what I now know to be cryptids. Like I said before, I've always been a skeptic, and I've heard of Bigfoot before, but I didn't know that people referred to them as cryptids. I wish I would have taken a picture of it. It happened all so fast that you're kind of in shock when you see something out of the ordinary. You don't automatically assume to pull out your phone in that moment. Well, at least I don't. I'm on the lookout now because I'm in that forest 80% of the time for my job. I'll let you know if I ever encounter that or anything else again. Take care. This is a true story that I don't really like to talk about or even think about, but it's been long enough to finally get it off my chest. It's been close to 10 years now since my wife's birthday in August of 2012. So my wife and I decided to go night fishing at Lake Mead since it could be very hot in the daytime especially in August at Lake Mead. So we packed up all of our fishing gear and headed out to Lake Mead for our fun-filled fishing night. Little did we know the horror that we were about to encounter that same night. I remember it clearly as we pulled up to launch our boat. It was around 7 p.m. when we arrived. So my wife and I hop in the boat and troll our way to a lucky fishing spot that we have been to before. We get there and I anchor the boat and we immediately start to fish. Hours had went by, and it was a little after midnight when suddenly we hear four loud bangs, or should I say pounding on the bottom of our boat. My wife was so scared I had to calm her down as I was also freaked out, and I had no idea what it was. And then we hear this splashing about 10 feet away. So I turn on my spotlight and pointed it towards the splashing. And then we see a man in a yellow vest splashing in the water. So I yelled, are you okay? Hello? With no response. As my wife is crying and freaking out, we're in the middle of the water and nowhere near land and no other boaters around. I yelled at the man one last time, are you okay? And suddenly the splashing stops. And then we clearly see the man or thing that had no head, just sitting there now floating with his hands out of the water. 
sinking down to the bottom. After this, I started the boat immediately and started to head back to the launch ramp. As I was heading back, we hear this loud scream to the left of us coming from a cove that we were just passing. So again, I turned on my spotlight and I pointed it to where the noise was coming from. And there he was again, a man in a yellow vest with no head waving at us. As we saw this, my wife got absolutely hysterical and started screaming. And then I knew this was a paranormal situation. I was freaking the hell out. I dropped the throttle and got out of there as fast as I could. When we approached the loading dock, there were some other boaters there, and they noticed my wife was freaking out. They asked if everything was okay. I had to explain the situation to them, and they were also freaked out by my story. My wife has never went fishing again at night. My girlfriend and I were on our way back from a long weekend of hiking, heading back to Charleston, West Virginia. We had just crossed the Monongahela River into West Virginia, and I was looking out my window at all of the old coal mining equipment that lined the highway when I saw something in front of us that looked like a large flying bird. It looked like it was flying in formation with another object. It was only about a half mile ahead of us, and it seemed to be traveling with the other object. I told my girlfriend we were going to stop so we could get a better look at it. She didn't want to stop. She was ready to get home and she thought it might be a big hawk or some other predatory bird that was flying after another bird. I started to pull over and explained it wouldn't take long. I just wanted to get a better look at this thing. There was something weird about it. Unfortunately, by the time we stopped, it had gotten too far away from us to tell with any certainty what it was. This thing flew up into the sky and disappeared from view within seconds. My girlfriend eventually got out of the car and yelled to me asking what I thought it was. By this time, I had started to make my way through the traffic, heading in the direction I last saw it. I didn't want to tell her what I thought it was because she doesn't believe in anything paranormal or the unexplained. But after watching me dance through traffic, she finally got out of the car to catch up with me. I've been a hiker, an outdoorsman, a hunter, and a fisherman since I was young. I know all the animals in our area and their behaviors. But this thing flew up into the sky and seemingly disappeared. It wasn't a bird or a hawk or any other animal that we would see in the area. As I was standing there hoping this thing would reappear, out of nowhere, I felt a very strong feeling of dread, and I started getting goosebumps. My hair stood on end and my heart started to pound. I told my girlfriend that something is wrong, that we need to get back into the car right now. At first, she rolled her eyes at me, but finally agreed. She could tell I was serious. We barely waited for the traffic to clear, running in front of cars passing by. I looked back in the direction we had just come from and there it was again. It was flying in formation with another object that was much larger than it. This time I got a good look at it. It was black and about 7 or 8 feet in length. It had these very broad shoulders and a very large head. Its eyes were red and the mouth was wide open like it was screaming but no sound was coming out of it. 
My girlfriend saw it this time too. Now she was freaked out. All she kept saying was, what was that? What could that have been? Like I said, I'm an outdoorsman and I was blown away. She was practically beside herself. I kept trying to talk about what I thought the creature was. I told her about cryptids and that thousands and thousands of people have had these experiences. She wouldn't even entertain the idea. She thought there had to be a logical explanation for it. We drove the rest of the way home in silence. Eventually, we got home and as soon as we pulled into our driveway, she jumped out of the car and ran inside. I told her I was going to go for a walk and that I would be back in a bit. I was kind of annoyed. I didn't really want to go outside because we lived pretty close to where we saw this thing. But I needed a minute to think about this. I walked around for about 30 minutes and then I got that feeling of dread again. And a huge shadow passed over me. I decided not to push my luck and I ran back to my house. We both know something happened that night. At this time, I was probably somewhere between the 8th grade and freshman year of high school. I think it was the summer right before my freshman year. I was over at my buddy's house and we were playing Xbox in his bedroom. His parents were both asleep and I want to say it was somewhere between midnight and 1 in the morning. After drinking a couple of energy drinks before, we were pretty much charged to pull an all-nighter. Staying up, playing video games, pretty much what all 14-year-olds do. Outside of my friend's house, his neighbors are all the way to the right. To the left is a large, empty lot. Behind his house goes a little bit of an empty field. And then it's not necessarily forest, but just more of undeveloped land. Since his house is the very last house in a newly developed neighborhood, if you go beyond the forested area or the undeveloped land, you hit a couple of more commercial streets and some more residential streets. And then finally, the high school that we go to. So it's not like we're out in the middle of nowhere. Although his neighborhood road is quiet, it still gets a fair amount of light traffic now and then. And due to his right neighbors having extremely bright security lights, there's no reason whatever this was that we saw should have stepped foot anywhere around his house. So there we are in the middle of playing video games when all of a sudden we hear this very loud crash outside. It sounded like somebody taking those plastic recycling bins and chucking them into the side of the house. We were both startled, immediately paused our game and decided to check it out. My buddy doesn't have any pets, so we immediately chucked it up to maybe a couple of raccoons but raccoons don't make that much noise, even if they do somehow knock over a garbage can. We both went to investigate. We went to his back door, turned on his porch light, and looked around. We didn't see any signs of anything. We thought that was weird. He does have two trash containers. One was full and one was empty, but both were untouched. We kind of just shrugged our shoulders, looked at each other, and went back to go playing video games. His mom could literally sleep through an earthquake. Somehow, she didn't hear it nor wake up. About 15 minutes later, we heard another crash bang outside the house. This is when my buddy started getting paranoid that somebody was possibly casing his house, 
or trying to break in. So he reached into his closet, pulled out this steel baseball bat that he used to have from doing Little League Baseball. I was unarmed, so I just decided to follow after him. We marched out to his living room, went back to his back porch, and flipped on the light. Again, I didn't see anything, but on the way to the front living room window, we passed by the kitchen. And as you pass by the kitchen, like most houses, there's a tiny window right above the sink that gives you a perfect view of the back lot that goes all the way back to the undeveloped land. During the daytime from this window, you have a full view of that part of the neighbor's fence. But as we're walking by, we see this large shape go by the window towards the living room area. We both stopped and my friend stuck his arm out as if to block me, saying, Did you see that? I quickly looked, but I didn't see anything. His blood had turned cold, and his face was turning white. That's when we started to see a large shadow move in front of his living room window. We couldn't really see much because the curtains were covering it, but there was some light pouring in bright enough that we could see this large shape of what we originally thought was a person. But the more we stared, the more we could tell that this was abnormally large. If it was a person, they had to have at least several jackets on or wearing some sort of costume because they were way too big to be a standard size person. My friend and I stood there watching this thing as it paused. It lifted its head up and moved it around. In that moment, that's when we got a perfect silhouette of what it is we were looking at. This thing had the head of what looked to be a hyena. Judging from the silhouette and judging from the little amount of details the light would give us, this thing was kind of crouched down. So we couldn't really make out much. But then as it moved closer to the front door, or should I say past the front door, it appeared to fully stand up. And yes, I said stand up just like a person does on two legs, which nearly reconfirmed for both me and my friend that this was a person indeed. Although its head was completely wrong, and as it walked by, we both realized this wasn't a person, even though it looked like one. The shape, the size, and the head were all wrong. We quickly scrambled back to his bedroom and peered out his window on the side of the house to see if we could see anything. We couldn't, but we could hear it walking around. I say it because I truly don't know what it was. Maybe an animal, maybe something else. I've never in my life heard of any sort of dog or animal that walks on its hind legs comfortably and continuously. I know bears have a habit of it for a short distance, and I think there might be other animals here and there that do that but only for short little bursts. They don't just do it normally and act comfortable like that's their natural position. But this, there was just something very wrong. We stood by looking out the window and listening for anything else. And although the light was very minimal, we couldn't really see any shadows or any signs, but we could hear it walking around. It had heavy footsteps and it was closer to the front of the house. We didn't know what it was doing. At this point, we were contemplating walking up to his mom. Not exactly sure what to do, but knowing his mother, she would tell us and scream at us to get out 
and that it's probably just our video games turned up way too loud. So we quickly decided against that. We sat there listening and it eventually seemed to disappear. This had been about after 20 minutes of intently listening. The sound just kind of dissipated. We then decided to walk up by the screen glass door. We turned on the porch light, yet again we didn't see anything. So my friend, trying to be brave, opens up the back door, calls out for anyone around, nothing. The eerie thing is, there is no sound out there at all. You can practically hear a pin drop. There were no crickets, no cars, no sign of anything. I never heard the night so still in my life. We both walked out onto the porch. We didn't see anything and didn't hear anything and didn't feel anything. Although I felt fine at first, as we were out there for a minute, I started feeling uncomfortable, like we were both being watched. My friend agreed and he told me that he had been feeling the same thing. So we went back inside, locked his sliding glass door and turned off the porch light for the second or third time. Unsure of what to do, he figured we would just keep his bat by his side and wait for something to happen. We go back into the bedroom and since we're so amped up about what's going on, we kind of have a hard time getting back into the video gaming. So we kind of just sat there with the game paused, sitting on his bed talking about what happened and what we should do. Maybe five to ten minutes later, I can't exactly recall because my time and memory seems to be a little warped sometimes. We heard the front door handle wiggling. Not just wiggling like somebody was gently moving the handle. I'm talking frantic like they were trying to break in and pull every which way on the handle. As soon as I heard the noise, I immediately looked to my friend and I have never in my life seen the blood drain out of somebody's face so quickly. He just stood there looking straight ahead of him and I could tell he was trying to discern the noise. He immediately looked over at me, eyes wide saying, what should we do? I said, let's go. And we went back out of his room, back out to the front of the living room where the door handle was still being violently shaken. He quickly grabbed his bat and he was going to walk over to the front door and open it and give whoever was on the other side a good whacking. He didn't care if it was an animal or a burglar. He wasn't going to let whoever this was hurt him, me, or his mother. But as quickly as he began approaching the door, I was whisper screaming at him to stop because we don't know what's on the other side. But as he got within about five feet of the door, it stopped. And then we heard that large shape take off to the left of the house. It sounded like a freaking herd of zebras taking off. It was incredibly loud. Whatever it was that took off, I believe was one singular thing or animal. And it was heavy, having a great weight because nothing would make that amount of noise. It ran off in the direction of the underdeveloped plot of land far beyond his house. I heard it as it trucked all the way back there. My friend did too. We ran back again over to his sliding glass door, peering out with the light on, but we couldn't see anything. There was nothing. We finally decided to go back to his room and just try and keep safe. We turned off his TV, his Xbox, and we just sat there waiting and waiting. An hour had gone by, then two hours. 
we were all hopped up on Rockstar Energy and Adrenaline. And now it was about 2.30, nearly 3 in the morning. We were still awake and we hadn't heard anything for hours. My friend gets the bright idea to try and explore the outside of the house. Now that we haven't heard anything, I told him he's either really brave or really dumb because we don't know if it was a person or something else. So I decided to follow after him and humor him. He grabbed his dad's headlamp that was above the dryer and we both went outside looking around. The night was still eerily quiet. No crickets, no cars, no noise. We started shining around and my friend stopped in his tracks and gasped at the outside. Out there in the soft ground, right around the outside of the kitchen where the living room is and where the front door is, were these massive tracks. I'm talking huge, easily bigger than the size of our hands. They look like really large dog tracks, but the largest dog tracks I had ever seen. Both my friend and I were just staring in disbelief, not really sure what to make of it all. It looked like they led from the back of the porch area to around the side of the house where the kitchen is, to the very front where the living room is, and then again back around to where my friend's room is on the other side of the home. That means this thing was standing there watching us at some point. And as a reminder, we weren't paying attention, staring out, or listening through his bedroom window the entire time. In fact, we were at many points in time over the night that we were either lost in our thought, conversation, or Xbox. So the idea that at some point this thing was staring at us, watching us through his window, just makes me shudder. After seeing those tracks, we didn't want to stay outside any longer than we should. We went back inside, and I think we both decided equally that we should try and turn in for the night and keep the baseball bat close by. Well, let's just say that our night was pretty rough, and we maybe only got a few hours of sleep. At some point in the morning afterwards, we got the chance to tell his mother about it, and of course she blew us off telling us that a big dog had probably just got loose, and we were probably just seeing things due to poor lighting. Of course she would say that. She never believes anything. But I guess you can't blame her. What can you expect after all? Anyway, this is about four or five years ago now. My friend and I are still close, and we have just started our first year of college. But every now and again, we still bring that story up wondering what was outside the house that very night. We'll never know.